everybody. This is the Alaska Sports Talk podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Isaiah Vreeman, and with me we have Brad Lowers. We're going to talk a little bit about what's happening this week. This is a big week for high school sports in Alaska right now as fall sports are starting to wind down. We have a few championships starting this weekend, and uh, the big thing is we've got the football playoffs that are beginning this weekend for uh, tackle and flag. Yeah, you know, if you love high school football, you got to love uh, this time of year. And of course, uh, with some of the sports you mentioned, that's all going to come this weekend. And of course, with tackle football, this can be stretched out over three weeks. And we'll take a good look at that because it's very interesting to check out the seating, see how all the matchups line up. Yeah, the brackets, the brackets are out. There's some interesting matchups there. I. I think it could be a fun, really fun three weeks of football. Yeah, there's, you know, flag football as well, and that uh, is going to be done in just a week because, of course, they can play more than one game a week. So, even. And when know, do that? When does that start? Well, it starts. Uh, I would say tonight, but people might be watching this at different times. So it's going to go Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, the championship game. Um, well, I'm not that good at math, but it, it's going to be soon, and that it's kind of fun because, you know, it just takes a week to decide that. Where the tackle football, we have to wait till the 21st to crown uh, those new champions. I think it's a good idea. We try not to do radio math. That's radio yeah. math is a bad idea. We don't want to do radio math. Yeah, it's, well, we know that coaching <laughs> friend that says, "I was told there be no math." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> math on the radio. Bad idea. Yeah. Not, it's does not, not that, work. It's not that good on TV. Yeah, it's just, just we were going to stay away from that. Yeah. I don't have my calculator handy. Yeah. But I, I think, you know, we have, we're talking football, but we also have cross-country running state championships are on Saturday out at Palmer. That's going to be running all day. I think the first race is at 10. Last race is at 2.15 with Division One. And we actually, starting at noon today on Thursday, it's, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, you've got uh, tennis is at the Alaska Club East right now. And I know uh, the brackets are out on that as well. And you can find all that stuff on ASAA365.com. You know, one thing with the tennis, um, I don't know if people know it, but it was kind of a rainy fall. And Very. so the first half of that season, it makes it really, you know, I, I can't imagine that they've had as many matches as they'd like. Of course, the second half, they move indoors, and thankfully, the championship is indoors. Funny story about tennis. The first year I ran state tennis while I was working at Alaska School Activities Association, goes goes to your point about the cool fall and the really rainy fall. Maybe we'll see... Uh, some of the one of the kids try out a full body suit like that mm. happened my first year. Kid runs out there in a full body suit to go play a state tennis championship match. I, it was very shocking to me. I have to be honest. He couldn't see. He literally couldn't see out of this body suit. It was a full body suit, head to toe, totally, totally covered. Oh. But he had his uniform on. And when I stopped him and told him that he couldn't wear that, the coach was a little beside themselves that he couldn't wear that. I'm like, uh, he can't see. 
Well, the Alaska Club, you know, nice setting <laughs> for tennis. It's a great and, uh, setting for tennis. You got a high viewing area and yep. a lot of action on a lot of courts. So um, this has everything you need for a state championship, especially being indoors. And it's and it's right there in the Alaska Club East. Did a really nice job. That my first year compared to now. That facility, they have a whole little tennis waiting area. It used to be just one hallway, and it was kind of like an exercise room that you couldn't go in there unless you're going to go on a bike and do one of those biking things and I really wasn't able to do one of those things so I stay I tried to stay out of that room cuz yeah. I didn't want to get sucked in well looking forward to to tennis but uh I think about uh cross country running and uh certainly fitting in addition to being at Palmer High School where there's great trails uh those are called the Mike Janicek trails yeah. and uh Mike he knows the history of a lot of sports up there, and and uh, certainly the trail is well named, and uh, it'll be it'll be fun to see what happens. Yeah, I I think it's going to be exciting. I know the the Chugiak girls team is pretty strong. I know that uh, Grace for boys and girls is generally pretty strong in that division Mine. too. A lot of there is a lot of teams that are coming in for this on on Saturday. Yeah, you know, Coach Edwards at Grace. I mean, Grace, it seems like it must be required to do in, be in cross-country running. They have, they have about half their population. I definitely think there's some sort of contract that people have yeah. to sign. You have, you've got to do cross-country. And the boys, they've been one, too, just about, you know, as far as top finishers. And that goes a long way for as long as I can winning, remember. A, winning a team. Title. Yeah. Yeah, they're, it, it'll definitely be nice. I I have been peeking at the weather. Right. It looks like Saturday in Palmer is supposed to be sunny, at least partly sunny. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it stays like that. I need to. The 22nd of October, it can snow as much as it wants. Right. Yeah. After the 21st, when the 21st is done, when the Division One and Division Two football championships are over, after that. Snow away, but until then, if we could just keep the snow away, that would be great. It's like um, a member of my family says, you can't change the weather, you just change your clothes. Yes, that's true. That is true. <laughs> you can always layer up. Yeah. You can only layer down so far. Right. So football starts this, football playoffs are starting this weekend. We've got flag football starting tomorrow. Uh, or today, yeah. tomorrow, depending on when you're listening to this. But on uh, Thursday, it's starting. Maybe you're listening to this and seeing this on Friday. But starts on Thursday, today, and that goes in for a few days. But what really starts on Friday is Division One, Division Two, and Division Three playoffs. And one thing um, for those in the CIC area. You're kind of faced with a choice on Friday because there's three games at six o'clock, and they're all going to draw a lot of interest. And then East, the East matchup because it's played at East and there's no lights, that becomes an afternoon game. And I think uh, three o'clock, which isn't a bad idea because it's getting late early. Yeah, well, and three o'clock now is probably the warmest part of the day if yeah. the sun's out. So it's a good idea to do it right then. Yeah, no question, no question about it. So we have West Juno is playing on Friday. Service, well, Service. Juno at Juno at West right. on Friday. 
then we have Diamond at Service Friday night, and then we have Bartlett at Colony on Friday night. All those games starting at 7. So we have to make a choice on which one to go to, but you can always have your phone out and your iPad or some tablet, and you can be watching those games if uh, the pixel odds are working. Right. So. Service game, no pixel odds. Oh, that's right. Service doesn't have a pixel odds. They can't get, it up. Can't get that up there yet. Um, but you can check them out at the other schools. Yeah. But Juno flying up here all the way to West, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a tough game for Juno. It's a tough game. Yeah, and Juno, of course, is combined with Thunder Mountain, so yep. they've kind of gone back to where they used to be. Except this is not quite a, your typical Juno team. And I, I remember that it took them a number of years before they adjusted to travel. So much travel, I mean, no one had to travel as much. But then, then they had some great teams. They were right in the thick of it in championship, you know, games. But this year, that Juno team has struggled, and West has been so dominant yeah. that, uh, you know, they they look like a favorite to win three in a row. Frankly, yeah, they they're the number one seed for a reason. Yeah, they went through the they went through the regular season, uh, pretty pretty dominant. Juno's young. They've been in the championship game for Division One the last two years in a row. This year, you know, nothing's impossible, but they're they're definitely a, I wouldn't say rebuilding; it's more retooling. You know, they're trying to build up for you know another another run, another season, another couple seasons like they had in the last couple of years. So. One of their highlights was they did travel outside, and of course, they that was one of the games they won and. It's always nice to have a team go outside and represent the state. And yeah. They certainly did that. Showing off Alaska. We like that. Good yeah. job, Juno. Yeah. Good job, Juno. Yeah. Tell people to tune in. You know, we're, we're watching. Keep an eye on Juno, the, the Huskies. Juno Huskies. Yeah. Yep. Juno Huskies. And then we've got, uh, so that's the 1-8. The 4-5 matchup, that is Diamond is traveling all the way across town. Up Abbott or up Diamond, and then up Abbott Road. That's ten minutes. They'll never that's, get back. Yeah, that's, that's. It could be fifteen, depending on when right. you decide to take that drive. Well, I like Minnesota, and then bring it back. Oh, well, that's a good Burke. idea too. That's that's smart. So that's on. That's again Friday night at seven. So. Now what what are you what are we what are we looking at what are what are you I thinking? Think, uh, Four or five matchup. You just never know. Diamond has really improved over previous years. You know, they've won as many this year. You have to go back three or four years to, you know, see the total that they won this year. On the other hand, Service won the game that they played. Yep. They actually spoiled Diamond's homecoming, as I recall. And uh, so it, it it becomes a very Ooh, A little revenge game? game? Yeah, I think... Uh, is that what we're thinking? Just like you were saying, the 4-5 yeah. is... You can't get away that that's a tough matchup, anyways. Um, service, great setting up there. It's the great site setting. of the state championship. Yep. So, um, service hopes that uh, they play a few more games there. So, I, I, I don't know how to pick that one. I think it's it's going to be interesting. Service, really, both teams pass a lot. And I think it should be entertaining as well. So, it's kind of almost 
which secondary can hold up the the longest, huh? I think it is, and uh, you know we had a look at Diamond and Colony last week, and you know I've seen Diamond when they weren't winning, and they would, you know, defensive back was a problem, but they they've really added at that position, so that that should be to their benefit. But service, I, I think when you pass a lot. You know, you could be like this one game, and you could be down here. But if service is on their game, they're, it doesn't really matter who's guarding them. They, they generally put up some numbers. Well, because I know service, Diamond, and Colony all finished 4-3 and three in conference this right. year. You know, it's, that, that is a very interesting game. It's a very yeah, interesting it's, game. It's like pages and pages of tiebreakers. Yeah, <laughs> lots of tiebreakers. Yeah. Luckily, that triangle broke where it was more it was all decided by head to head instead of all these little tiebreakers further right. on down the line. You always like to be able to have those tiebreakers settled on the field instead of the more you can do that the the better the better it is for everybody. Better it is less calls into the state's office and all this other stuff. So that was that was nice to see that kind of shake out with easy head to head matchups to decide who's who in that. So, diamond at service, that seems like it's going to be a game where, you know, coaching matters in everything, but in tight games like that, all the last two minutes of each half, you know, all those things, it just really seems like that, that game could come down to the decisions that are made and in those key moments, how players play. Yeah, and in, you look at the bracketing, your reward for winning that game is to go play west and uh you better be focused you better not be thinking about west because you're in a tough game but uh it's a pretty tough turnaround I, to go against west i kind of like the you know we coached together at heritage christian school a long time ago and the more i think about it i kind of like you know of course you want to be the one seed you know all that stuff but a four five matchup Sometimes one seeds and two seeds and even three seeds in some tournaments can be looking ahead right. to that semifinal game. But on four or five, you know, those players generally you're you gonna have their uh, you're gonna have their undivided attention right. in that because it's a four or five. You can't worry about what's gonna happen next week. You gotta get through the four or five matchup first. Right. You know, that's I know as a coach, that's something we would definitely be playing on. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of eight-team tournaments throughout the state championship, and if you're not ready for the first one, you don't you don't get to play another one. <laughs> you don't get to play in the meaningful, yeah, really meaningful, meaningful stuff, that second game. So, and in football, it's you're one and you're one and done. So that's the four five. You got Bartlett, the six seed, going out to Colony, the three seed. And again, you know, Bartlett has I know they haven't had the season that they've wanted to, but you know, talking with one of their coaches, I know that they've seen some improvement over the course of the season. You know, Colony. I, I know that you can mention you've talked. You can talk a little bit more about Colony. I haven't seen Colony personally, so. But I know that they've they've had some injuries and they've had some people going in and out. 
So that, that six three matchup is pretty interesting as well. Yeah, and you're right. Um, Bartlett has improved, and even when they lost the diamond, that was an eight six score, which is kind of an unusual low score. Like a game. baseball score yeah. almost. Well, I think uh, Bartlett had the bases loaded, and then <laughs> it just got away from them. But uh, you know they've won a few lately, and um, again, they're it may not be that high a level, but it's still their best football of the year. And the thing about that, and uh, you know, we talked we talked to Coach Blewett every once in a while, one of the assistants. And uh, if you play well at the end of the year, people aren't going to worry that you weren't in the top half. Nope. In conference, and you know Bartlett, with their tradition, and they got some, you know, linemen that don't give up anything to anyone, so that can be a key. Colony, I've seen twice. I saw them against West to begin the year, and that's certainly a tough way to start the year. And then we just saw them against Diamond, and um, they they won the game against Diamond. They've lost their quarterback, who's. You always like a coach's son, whether whatever sport you're playing. But you know, Nash. You know he's been a part of good teams at Colony in the past. Yeah. Your quarterback is always a key position, even in whatever level of football you talk about. But I think the other thing is Nash is he plays defense, and he's probably going to play a college defensive back. And so you got a guy of that quality. You don't want to take him off the defense, but on the other hand, you lose your quarterback. That's a lot of. That's a big investment. That's a lot to try and make up. Yeah, but they, they actually started a freshman last week, and uh, I was pretty impressed with how he. They were able to run a lot of their stuff, and he was, he was pretty good. He actually took a hit in the fourth quarter, and someone else had to finish, but. We'll see. I, I think Colony, you know, both those teams have a philosophy and a style, and uh, they they remain true to their style, and those are things that help you win. So what? Sum up their style. What's Colony's style? Well, I just think they're very organized and they're very uh, very efficient offensively. They they kind of run that single back, and they got a bruiser back there. He. He runs people down, and they really have a lot of uh, um, depth at the running back. So they run, are they running a fullback out there, or is it just the sing? It's well, just the single back, or do they do some of the eye too? They'll they'll put a guy, you know, like the trend is to put a tight end back there that kind of does fullback type lead. But this uh, trying to recall, but he he's just. He does what you want in a running back. He always falls forward. And That's so important. Occasionally, he'll get four or five yards deep before someone shows up. But whenever someone shows up, he falls forward. Yeah, that's an, at least an extra yard, if not more. That's, well, that's, that's smart. So then Bartlett has a similar style, or do they run things just a little bit differently? Yeah. I, I talked to the Bartlett coach uh, in preseason. And basically, the preseason for Bartlett, they go, we're gonna we're gonna be a little more balanced this year. We're gonna run <laughs> the ball. They, they have that Jesson history. They they run the same offense, and inevitably they go back to that running game. They're based, you know, they're seventy eighty percent run. 
On the, on the other hand, when they do pass, because they run so effectively, they can play action. Play action's good. And then they basically run two or three patterns, but they're really good at it. And after you've run like that, you have to honor the run. And they, they actually, they run my favorite play in football. It's called the wraparound draw. And they, they got it when they went to play outside. And the quarterback goes back, and then he's, he puts it, the running back has his hands behind his back, and he puts it like this, and then he continues on. And when they run it right, people are running in every different direction, <laughs> and that guy just kind of walks up the field, <laughs> and then he starts running. So, so what you're saying is if you go watch Bartlett Colony, watch chances that are round. you're going to see that play at least once. Yeah, not when you expect it. So oh, all right. That's a nice little thing that they have in their bag of tricks. So all of you who are listening, if you were out there at that game, make sure you're watching for that play. And if they don't run that play, you from the stands can call out that play and see what happens. Right. And what's it called again? Well... The technique, we actually run it in flag football, and uh, that's a riot, too. You know, when you see four girls going here and three girls going there and somebody walking up the middle. But, uh, you know, Bartlett's pass play that they're so good is they'll send a running back out, and people have seen it enough that they guard it better, but when they first started doing that, it was open all the time. And then another thing on the colony, um, they had a guy kick three field goals last week. Now, you see one in a game. You've seen an exceptional game. Can you I? see three extra points made. That, that kicker is a cop. He's, he's player of the game. He's probably all-conference. This guy hit him, I think, 36, 41, you know, right, right in that range. And uh, that's a weapon. That's, at the high school level, that's a huge weapon. Right. And Especially teams, up here. Some teams go for two or yeah. hit the wow. upright with, on extra points. And then... They're getting three, so they're coming up with something every drive. Hey, getting points is important. You get yeah. points. Getting points, 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 points. Right. Better that than goes coming to up a lot zero. Of, that goes to a lot of sports. Yeah. <laughs> points are important. <laughs> At the end. It's, it's never a bad thing to score some points. Rarely. Okay, so that's the Bartlett Colony. So the last one, the game that, the one game off for Division One that's on Saturday is South at Bar or not at Bartlett at Betty Davis East at three o'clock. Betty Davis being the two seed, South being the seven. You know, East West have kind of been talked about as the one and twos pretty much the whole season as far as those are the two kind of dominant teams, kind of the cream rising to the top, so to speak. You know, South, I, these two teams I have not seen play. I see scores come in. I know that South is not, again, kind of like Bartlett, not having the season that they're wanting right now. But I do think that, you know, East really wants another shot at West after losing to them. Yeah, that was a, I, that's a, that was a tight game for a long time right, until a couple mistakes. Looked, yeah. And then, boom, it kind of blew up, you know. I think East, just like West, you know, East is on a mission. They want to get back to that. What can, what can they expect from South? What, what, what's the kind of feel of that game, styles, all that kind of stuff? Well, I think a team like South that 
One thing is, when you lose your first game, it's really discouraging in football. You know, basketball, you have all this time to recover. But in football, you lose your first game. And then, they, you know, guys, you lose, you know, all of a sudden, you're not in the run for the, you know, being tops in the league. And it just kind of uh, goes tough like that. But what's key is at the end of the season, when guys are getting sick and guys are, they got their, injuries and uh, you know all of a sudden you got 25 guys at practice instead of 35 guys it's kind of frustrating I was at a South practice not specifically watching the practice but it seemed like they were in high spirits and it seemed like they had a good group there and a guy like John Lewis when you talk about coaching he's been in it 10 10 years I think one of their struggles is they've gotten a little smaller up there. They they got to eat more. They got to something has to happen there. Got to go to McDonald's a few more times. It's, it's hard, you know. You 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 know if you don't have bigger, stronger guys, you you. That's you hard to win uphill, football games. It's an uphill battle. So, you know, South. I think they got an attitude. They're going to go play their best, but East and of course Trotter and Lewis. We're on the same staff for a while. Yep. And I watched, I would say I watched about 15 minutes of an East practice in preseason, and I just was so impressed. They had, and everybody does it. You know, you split into groups. and it, But they they were just so focused. And uh, they played some close games, actually, even with a good record. So it's been a little up and down for them. But uh, I... The East-West game was the hardest-hitting high school game I've seen all year. Well, that would stand to reason. Those two teams seem like they're on another collision course. And that's yeah. what they—that's what they want. Well, there's a cliche in sports. It goes like this: those two teams really don't like each other. <laughs> so that—that that fits in perfectly. You mean the East side doesn't like the West side? Is that what I'm hearing? It's a natural. It started with Anchorage High School. They could pick any color they want. They went black and orange. No one understands that. But then they became West Anchorage. And the reason they became West Anchorage is because there was an East Anchorage. Yeah. So that's the longest-running rivalry. And uh, a lot of people think, you know, we'll, we'll, it'll come up again. Well, I know that uh, planning for football, the planning for the state championship football game for Division One, that's what I've been preparing for is that – that kind of game, because that kind of game could potentially have a large amount of people at it. Well, right at the base of the Chugach Mountain, yep. there's the service trails. You know, you're, you're, you can throw a rock and it would land on hillside. But it, those stands are going to be filled, and uh, that's a, that is a great setting. It's a great the key setting. is to get the clock to work. If the clock works and there's places to park, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I would suggest whoever is in the state championship for Division One. I. I would suggest carpooling. Yeah, and whether you get there early or late, make sure you layer. Yes, yeah, definitely. You definitely want to layer. I last year I saw a lot of people walking in with shorts. Yeah, and I kind of chuckled. Not just Shrek. Not was, just not just Shrek. It was a few people, <laughs> and I I laughed because by halftime, what are they doing? They're right. all going back out to their car to warm up for a little while. They Unless come back get, with blankets. If you get in the booth, it's not quite as bad. 
Now, I don't know what that's like, so <laughs> one of these days I'd like to spend the whole time in the booth, but I don't really know what that's like. Yeah. So that's that kind of sums up Division One for the, you know, this first weekend for the quarterfinals. New this year is Division Two. We'll spend a little time talking Division Two playoffs because. This year, they're going to have quarterfinals just like Division One. This will be the only year that they have this right now. Now, I say what you're telling me, I kind of liked when there was the T-shirt championships. It was small, medium, and large. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, small, medium, and large. And now we're in divisions. Now we're in divisions. Sounds a little bit better. The T-shirt divisions were nice. Uh, Division Two will have... Um, Quarterfinals this year, just like Division One has. Next year, you know, we can talk about that at a future podcast. All that will change for next year. But for this year, you know, we've got four games. We've got uh, the first one. You know, we have a couple on Saturday, or we got three on Saturday and one on Friday. So kind of the opposite of Division One. I know that the only Friday game that's on is West Valley is hosting North Pole. That's the 4-5 matchup. We have number 8, Chugiak, is going down to Soldatna and playing Soldatna on Saturday at noon. And, you know, that's a, that's a, that is a tough opening round game. Yeah. Soldatna has been a machine. Playing Soldatna year. anywhere. I think... Uh, what was it? Eagle River played them most recently, mm -hmm. and it's essentially the only time in the last six games that Saldana didn't score sixty. They sixty or more, and they held them to fifty-five. They held them to the speed limit, and that's the best anybody's done. Yikes! It's scary, and you know you kind of wonder why doesn't everybody run their offense? Well, it's a good style, but it's also how they do it. They're trained all the time. Every running back goes full speed, and you got to guess which one it is. And I think of, you know, a bigger Anchorage team that they played, and they're very athletic, but they're not trained to really fill their gaps, and then they start chasing the ball, and then the ball's not there. Yep. I mean, it's... That's, that's a style of offense that, well, and the kids that are running it that, like you said, to your point, they've been doing that for a long time. They are well-versed in it. They, Galen down there has created this machine, this football machine down there. Mm -hmm. And unless you play against it all the time, unless you, you, that just doesn't happen overnight. Defensive teams have to be totally responsible. You have to take A gap, you have to take B gap. And if you try to, if you vary from that, they'll, they'll eventually find the They'll hole. slice and dice you. Yeah. Yep. You've seen that in a few state championships. Um, in my time here. I think uh, one thing, as impressive as they've been, part of it is they generally only play a few C CIC teams in the course of a season. And right. they can kind of point to those games, and they've been very successful in those teams. But I think if they played bigs all the time, it would be a bit more of a challenge. And, you know, you get dinged big, you know, from week to week. And so I don't think it's a given that they would win the CIC, 
But, uh, you know, playing Division Two. you know, they're as good as any Division One team. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. For so. sure. You know, football, just like – football is a little different than some other sports. Just your rosters, especially for some of the bigger schools, they're going to have a little bit more depth just because they have more kids. Right. You know, even in a smaller Division Two, even in a small Division Two school versus – like a Soldatna versus a West, you know, Soldatna still could have a lot of kids, but again, those kids have been trained, they've been working in the program, they know how to play, Galen coaches them up and his whole staff coach them up. They can compete, you know, and that's the old adage, of, well, why don't they play Division One? Well, the truth is, as good as they are, you know, they don't have 60 people on their roster. Right. They just they just don't have that many. Now, I'll say I'll say another thing. We've been down there with teams before where we have stayed in the weight room, basically. And uh, you can't see the other end of the weight room. I mean, it's huge. And those kids, they're not the biggest kids in the world either. Nope. They, they run a system. They trap block. They get up. They're on this side. They're on that side. They have to be fundamentally but sound. They're, they're strong, and they're stronger than they appear for their size. No. That's what a good weight room will do. And, yeah. You can't hang clothes on it. You got to go up there and lift weights. But they that's, they do that. That's the problem with some of the weights I've had. They've they've yeah. ended up being clothes hangers. Yeah. I've just recently moved to clothes. Yeah, I still haven't seen my weights in a few years, but I'm I hoping hear, one day I can uncover them. I hear they're there. I that's what I've heard. It's rumored that they're there. Yeah. I feel like they're there. I'm pretty sure I remember putting them down one right. time when I bought them, but I just haven't been able to find them since. That's that's a problem. It's a challenge. Yeah, it's a problem. So, you know, Chugiak's going down to Soldatna. Now we've got North Pole is traveling into Fairbanks for a matchup with West Valley. That's the 4-5 matchup. That's Friday night at 7. And interestingly enough, it wasn't easy, but I have seen both those teams. And uh, one time, West Valley was playing at Chugiak, and I was there primarily to watch a volleyball tournament, but... I got to go out there and see a quarter and a half, and I really thought West Valley played well, and I was kind of surprised that they, you know, didn't do better in the regular season. But uh, Chugiak, you know, you, you go in that neighborhood, and they basically haven't been that happy out there since the split, since right. the Eagle River-Chugiak thing. And for, you know, one of the few times Eagle River's, you know, got the better team. So, I mean, that's a football community. They, have, lo football. they have loyal players because they're not on the border with anybody. So, you know, they don't, they don't rub shoulders with all those kids and think, I'm going to go over here. That's, that's a pretty loyal thing, and you admire that. It's a tight-knit tight -knit community. There's no doubt about that. So West Valley, North Pole, Friday night. Then we've got... Palmer is traveling into Eagle River. So Chugiak's leaving Eagle River. Eagle River's staying in Eagle River and hosting Palmer. Now, what do we what do we think of that game? What are what are some of the things that we notice about that? Well, it's kind of contrasting styles in terms of tradition. Palmer's got a really great tradition. Now they've been either taking championships or knocking on the door 
but they're a little removed from that tradition. Yep. And Eagle River, one of the interesting soci socioeconomic, if that's a word, um, things that's happened with them is people rotate into the military. Yep. And when they go in the military, it's a great situation for them to live in Eagle River. So it's fantastic. They, they basically couldn't be closer to where they work and operate. And so Eagle River can be a little up and down because when people rotate in, they rotate out. And uh, they've, uh, but they've just improved lately. And, you know, they, they have a mindset. You know, when you have tradition, if you have good tradition, you can stay good. And if you've been down for a while, you know, it takes a while to overcome that. Learning to win is important. You right. have to learn how to win. I don't care what sport it is. You mm -hmm. have to learn how to win. And they don't have huge trophy cases, but they're going to start filling them if they keep making that kind of improvement. Yep. That's an interesting matchup. You know, the Palmer doesn't have to travel very far. Eagle River, like you said, those traditions. That's a that's an intriguing matchup. And then the last one for Division Two, we have Wasilla, number seven, going to Lathrop. So Fairbanks is hosting two games. So right. that's on a Saturday. That I believe is yep, two o'clock on Saturday. Wasilla at Lathrop. Lathrop, I know, is the returning state champion. Uh, that game last year was was pretty intense with Lathrop and Soldatna. It was a it was a great football game. Um, I was able to kind of hang out at the gate and watch a little bit of that second half, and it was big plays here, big plays there, a few turnovers, and it was it was just a, a thoroughly enjoyable game to watch. I think there's some interesting dynamics just with the city of Fairbanks. You got a West Valley, which is right around UAF, you know, essentially. Yep. And so, you know, they're probably professors, kids, and this and that. It's a little more out of town. You know, it's not completely different. They have a Fred Meyer. <laughs> but uh, as you go down Airport Way and you go downtown, here's Lathrop. It's been the, old, it's the oldest school. Yep. And uh, they have kids that are tough. You know, they, that's more of a city area. And, uh, you know, it's just, that's one of their real strengths. You know, you, can, you don't have to make them tough on the football field. They, they come tough. And uh, so, you know, it's not surprising that they're often seeded, you know, in that good seed. Yeah, I, I think that's going to be, you know, just seeing the results coming in throughout the, throughout the year, it seems like, you know, Lathrop, Eagle River, and, and Soldatna have kind of been, you know, the, the class of Division Two at this point. And I'd, I think those games, all these games, like we said at the beginning of this podcast, I think all these games have their own interesting storylines and their own things to really watch and look out for. And while there may be some teams that are heavily favored, you know, it's football. It's sports. There's a reason they play the games. There's a reason they play the games. You know, you and I get to attend Hall of Fame presentations, and uh, there's a couple different ones. But Reggie Tung, yep, recently yep. Uh, inducted, yep, a pro career with uh, the Chiefs and the Seahawks, yep, and uh, just uh, I don't think he lives in Alaska anymore, but he is 
a real sense of pride of having played in Alaska. And Fairbanks can certainly claim him as one of their own. And it just kind of speaks to, you know, football being a real important it aspect of Fairbanks. Absolutely is. He mentioned Fairbanks many times in that Hall of Fame speech right. this past summer. You know, it's, yeah, they that jersey is up in the Lathrop Halls for a reason. He claims it, and Lathrop claims him, and I think it's just a, it's a fantastic story, and it's nice to see that, you know, that, that's football pride all over the state. Yeah, there's... It's great. You can count the Alaska uh, professional football players over the years. It's not on one hand and two, and so when one, like a Brandon Peely, yep. has jumped in there, I mean, it's just a source of pride for the entire state. It absolutely is. So the last division, Division Three, they just have semifinals. So their semifinals are this weekend, and then next weekend, um, the 14th, is their championship. So they're playing their championship on the 14th. This weekend, Saturday, are their games. We've got two. They just do the semifinals. So the number one seed, Kenai, is hosting Homer. So that's a nice, kind of a little quicker trip for Homer. And then Barrow, the number two seed, is hosting Houston. They're hosting Houston at noon on Saturday, and Kenai is hosting Homer at four on Saturday. And I know for a while, looking at the standings and kind of seeing things and some of the phone calls that I had gotten, there was a lot of tiebreakers possibly between Kenai and Barrow and Houston, those top three teams. And it seems like from what I've been hearing and Again, I, haven't, I have not seen these teams personally, but from what I've been hearing from around the state and some of these coaching staffs and, and fans is this is really up for grabs. Yeah, you know, I think Kenai, they played big for so many years. Their population has dwindled, and so they still have that kind of that feeling like they're the bigger school. Yep. Homer has to be thrilled because there isn't a game they could play where they would have a shorter trip. That's you know just about any boat where else they go. Would, this is uh, going to be a lot longer trip. Justin's yeah. going to have to be on that bus a lot like, longer. Like nobody wants to drive that bus. <laughs> yeah, so no. it's it's a challenge. So interesting there, and certainly a rivalry. You know, uh, like for example, in American Legion baseball, there's there's one team down there, and kids from Homer drive to Kenai to be on that team. So there's even though they're not right next to each other, there's a certain camaraderie and, and thing like that working. Well, they're competitive. Yeah. They both want to win. And then Homer, Homer pulled off the upset last year. They're, they, were state, they were state champs. Houston, Houston was the number one team, and it was back and forth, back and forth, and, and Homer ended up pulling that out. Homer, I believe, is going to go in there very confident. It doesn't matter if you know, if I'm I'm coaching them, I know Justin's probably saying this right now. Hey, there is no reason we can't go up to Kenai and beat them, and be in the championship yeah, game. Yeah, I think it's fascinating that John Jesson, so many years of Bartlett, he basically started helping the program at Homer remotely. You know, oh he wow! Would, he would, uh, you know, I don't know Zoom. I don't know what these words mean, but somehow he would communicate and run the the you know, the aspects of his part of practice. And uh, that's 
you know, what a job he did at Bartlett over the years. And so to have that voice of experience, that's a That's, that's a always thing. helpful. Yeah. And, then, and then the other matchup, uh, you know, Barrow, what a great story. You know, you're in the northernmost part. Uh, some lady in Florida, I mean, I don't know the whole story, but she heard about what was going on in Barrow, and she got the turf up there. Yep. And she raised money, and, um, you know, what a great thing. You know, they're known for their basketball tradition. Now they get the opportunity to play football as well. Uh, Houston gets a notification, you're going to Barrow. That, that might not excite you. And Remember what we said earlier in this podcast about layering? Yeah. Houston, you're going to want to layer. Just, just <laughs> layer up. Throw on a couple extra shirts. Loosen up those shoulder pads a little bit so you can get some more shirts on underneath. Something like that because you're going to be playing right up against that Arctic Ocean. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere, but it's going to be a little chilly. So you, you're going to want to bundle up. And you shouldn't take the example of, I know some basketball teams that went up there. There's an area where they have fake palm trees. And so it's like zero or ten below, and these guys, they took their shirts off, and they're just like, you know, acting like they're in Hawaii. That's, that's just wrong. That's, that's, a different, that's a different approach. That's like Bears fans yeah. spelling bears. That's Duh, Bears. <laughs> Duh, Bears. Uh, so that's a pretty solid roundup there. And, um, you know, for high school football, it's going to – there's going to be a few less games every week, yep. but this week uh, a great majority of teams are in, in action and good time to get out and watch them. Yeah, we got each, like you said, each week there are going to be fewer and fewer teams until we get to the championships. So Alaska High School football fans, this is your weekend. This is the big weekend. Playoffs start and games Games always matter up here because there's so few. Right. But these are the winner go home games. You know, the Pixelot has become a factor in recent years and you can see a lot of games. Yep. You know, virtually just about everyone. There's a few you can't. And so that's kinda what's available the first two games. And then uh, in the championship games, those last two games, um, NFHS will bring in the announcers and the, yep. the full. It'll be a full production for production the champ and championship game. That's, uh, that's a good thing as well. But we encourage people to go to the games. But, you know, if you're in the States, if you're traveling, if the games, you know, if you're from Juneau and you can't go to Anchorage four times a year, you know, it's just a, a great thing. Down in Juneau, they're, they're at the pizza place we like down there, and uh, they're having a watch party. It's just, it adds a lot. It's, it it adds a tremendous amount. Not, and again, you're at a game, you can be checking out scores and live feeds from, from the others that have those Pixelot systems. And yeah, all the games, all the championship games for Division 1, 2, and 3, the three championships, the NFHS network will be producing those games and those will be live on the NFHS network and that'll be really exciting it's a great way to finish the football it, season it certainly is and you know even this podcast we're thankful for sponsors that absolutely uh, make it available i think of uh, roger briley who's uh his roger briley and associates is a primary sponsors and then you go down the line i mean 
a lot of times we're doing this podcast from Guido's, and right. what a treat that is. And don't uh, don't try don't try to take my pizza bread away from me, please. Yeah. No, that's Love. that's a poor idea. I tried that one time. It's that's it's Guido's not. Soul. It didn't end well. It's bad. It it didn't end well. I my hands have healed. They almost got bit off, but uh, they're okay now. Yeah. I can type. And then you know, there's uh, the bike shop, which uh, if you want to buy a bike, what what better time? In terms of, you know, you might store it for a while, but you know, you get your best deals right now. There's uh, a good portion to choose from, and then I see people riding them all the time now, which I'm not brave enough to do. But you ha you're ready to go in. The well, I was going to say I know a few people. Uh, Brad Potter, if you're listening to this, I know that the bike shop is going to have some specials and all that kind of stuff, but you can always buy a fat tire bike at some point and ride that around in the winter, Yeah. which I know is coming. On the 22nd of October, winter is here, not yeah. before. Good idea. Not before. So I'm just going to put that out there again. 22nd is the winter. 21st, it's still fall. And one thing, and we thank the bike shop for this as well, they, they sponsor a player of the game. And uh, even though we haven't al always been able to be there and, and do the games, we've been going to some of the other games and giving out the shirts. And, and certainly during this championship, we'll probably uh, be a little more generous because we have plenty of, plenty of those shirts. You might like to take a look at them. They got the football emblem and a little bike shop thing going there. Well, I'm the, aren't I the player of this podcast? Don't I get one? You are, but um, I don't know. It's just like, thought I'd throw that out there. It's I mean. like my brother-in-law was just up there, and uh, he w he went shopping, and he asked for a 5X. So I said, I didn't even know there was a 5X. I never, never heard of that, but he needed one. So, you know, that's one thing. But you talk about time of the year, Isaiah. Alaska sausage and pizza. Um, There's you know, always a good time so for you, that. You people hunting and uh, fishing, uh, you know, you and I might not do it, but almost all of Alaska does it. And then what better place to get that uh, prepared how you want it? And uh, I know you and I, um, you know, if you want some of that reindeer sausage, you better get down there quick. You better get down there quick because in the fall, I load up on the reindeer sausage. The hot, oh my goodness, I love that stuff. That is, there's nothing like some great reindeer hot dogs, but also another way to do it, which I really like the way Alaska Seafood and Sausage does it, is they cut, you cut it up and you put it, you just, you just fry it in a pan, you have eggs and, and hash browns and oh my word, I'm, Maybe that's what I'll have for dinner tonight because I can't get it out of my head now. You know, on a somber note, um, Herb Ekman, who's the founder of well. Seafood and Sausage, he recently passed. And, you know, everybody knows who that is, even if yep. you don't know that you know him. He's done the commercials for years and years and years. And, you know, he started that whole thing about 50 years ago. So, uh, um, Anchorage. That's a big loss, but that is a big loss. It's a family business, and it's going to continue to thrive. So. Yeah, that that was sad news to hear, but uh, I do know that I know that his son is. It's in good hands. Yeah, it's no in good hands. About it. And then, 
and our final sponsor that we mentioned is the Alaska Club, and uh, you know um, what a what a great place that is. There's many locations, and one of the things that impressed me about the Alaska Club is the Anchorage Bucks and the Glacier Pirates. When they come to town and they play, those kids are really interested and they're very serious about their future. And the Alaska Club allows them to come in and kind of continue their training. And oh. so those guys are lifting weights and then hitting baseballs, and that makes for a great summer. We, we I didn't know that. That's pretty. Yeah, that's really so nice. That's it's awesome. A, it's an impressive thing that the Alaska Club does. They're hosting state tennis. Yeah. Right now, they're hosting there's, state there's, tennis. There's a lot of good things happening yeah. there. Well, this has been great. This was basically Alaska Sports Talk. This is our podcast. We are, this is basically the football preview. We were heavy in football today because of the, the playoffs starting this weekend. I know you, you could be listening to this right now on, when, on Thursday, uh, but chances are you might be busy on Thursday. With the, I know there's the NFL game tonight. You, know, you could be listening to this on Friday or even Saturday morning. You know, we just encourage you to go to the games. We, we're going to be doing these podcasts. We're going to be doing at least once a week, and we're going to be previewing the football championships as they progress some of the flag football stuff as that progresses as well. And then looking forward to the rest of the late fall slash winter, which will start on October 22nd, Yeah, is state volleyball is going to be coming up. State swim dive is going to be coming up. UAA basketball and volleyball. Volleyball will be starting to finish towards their end of the season. Basketball for men and women will start kind of picking up as well as hockey. There's... There's just a plethora of things to be talking about in Alaska sports. And while we obviously concentrate on, on high school sports, there's so much to cover, you know, we're certainly going to keep a close eye on the Seawolves. Oh, absolutely. Uh, one of the good things coming up, people ought to mark on their calendar, UAA invites those teams for their tournament. Right. And this year, the University of Utah shows yep. up, and that's Alyssa Peely. Yep. And... Uh, if they just brought the Peely relatives, that's the lower section. Is that is the lower bowl, right? That's, yeah, that's that's the three thousand. That that fits know, in the three thousand. You want to? There hasn't too many games. You say you got to get to the arena early, but that might be one. That's going to be definitely one you're gonna have I'm going to get to. That's the Great Alaska Shootout, the girls' Great Alaska Shootout. That's uh, for UAA women. That'll be coming up. That's I think, I think middle it's a of weekend, November. Weekend prior to Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. Weekend prior to Thanksgiving. So. Definitely going to want to check out the Go Seawolves website and check out that schedule. So, yeah, like you said, heavy high school, but that doesn't mean we're not going to be talking about UA basketball too. Yeah, and remember, it's our good friend Keaton Homer who yep. oh, yeah. bring those games to you and also the volleyball. So You guys will be hearing Keaton on here as well. Yeah. You know, you're not going to want to listen to me every time. He's, but most of the time. He's... Uh, He's just the top he's broadcaster. The, he's, he's, he's the guy. He's right. He's the guy. There's not too many people mentioned in the same breath as him. No, Keaton is uh, Keaton. And I'm is not fantastic. just saying that because he's watching. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll make sure he sees this. Yeah, just this part of it. Yeah. Just this it's part. It's a clip. Where, yeah, it's just a, a clip. clip. We'll play him this clip. Yeah. That's good. All right, well, that's, that's us. That's uh, Brad Lowers. Isaiah Vreeman, Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. 
I know there's lots of options out there, so we appreciate you spending some time with us. And again, we'll be talking more sports. I can't wait for a little bit later this fall when we're, or a little bit later this winter when we're doing a lot of uh, heavy high school basketball as well and tournament previews and conference previews that we have planned and really excited about all that. Just great to be back in the studio. Great to be back in the studio. Where is this studio? Guido's. We don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't say where it, it is. Usually Guido's. Well, usually Guido's. That's where I had my hands bitten when I tried to take the, the pizza. Pizza bread with sausage. Yeah, the pizza bread with sausage. I could go there right now. Well, I think I'm going to have some reindeer sausage now that I, that's, that's what I was option. talking about. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I, that's all I'm thinking about right now. Or right, we need to end the podcast now so I can go eat. That's a good idea. So thanks for joining us. All right.